when you're a dog owner you might uh you want to do everything you can to give them a long and happy and healthy life because they're part of the family my dog uno is part of the family uh and he had a trouble he had real trouble eating we could never get him to gain enough weight we would have to freeze like we were playing statue with the kids every time that he would eat otherwise he would stop but not anymore Rough Greens have given him the uh, willingness to eat again uh, and the vitality that he had as a puppy. He used to be the pickiest eater. Now he scarfs down everything in his bowl. And in fact, it quite he's kind of annoying at 11 o'clock at night when he's like, I got the ball. You want to play? You want to play? No. Anyway, maybe I should start eating Rough Greens. Get back that vitality. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens now for your dog to try out. All you pay for is shipping. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement that has all of the healthy stuff that they need and they can't get from their kibble food. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Call, get a free bag today. 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Or just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. scientists have finally come out and said it if cats were people they'd be psychopaths can you imagine a cat as your ceo i mean it would be a horror show uh cats are psychopaths that's just the theme of the show might be the only time we mention it but i just want you to know it's now scientifically proven if you like cats there must be something wrong with you because cats are psychopaths all right the war on uh, on cats with glenn continues also uh we're gonna i want to talk to you about who we really are and how we build our kids into who they really are not what society is making them into we go there in 60 seconds Standing up for what you believe in can be challenging at times, but there are basic things you can do that aren't so challenging, like buying from companies that believe in what you believe in. We have to stick together. I I can't tell you the opportunity that we have in front of us that we've never had before. You know, we've we've said, "Okay, well, I want to boycott that. Well, really, are you? Are you? Because I know I've tried to boycott several things that I'm like, nah, nah, didn't work out because they make everything. However, there is a way to get away from the big mobile companies. It's called Patriot Mobile. These guys not only will give you great service at a fraction, literally a fraction of the cost. They're on the same cell towers as everybody else. So you're going to get the same coverage and the same kind of service. You're going to get better customer service. But here's the thing. Patriot Mobile. That would be a real, it would be almost diabolical if Soros did something like that, but he wouldn't because all the people who like Soros are like, hey, he's not such a bad guy. They hate the word Patriot. Patriot Mobile. This was set up by Patriots and now it is, it's run by people who believe in the same thing that you believe in. 
You, they believe in the Bill of Rights. They believe in America. We can disagree on policies all day long, but can we agree on principles? They do. So stop giving Big Phone your money. They're supporting things like Planned Parenthood. Patriot Mobile doesn't. Such an opportunity right now to send a huge message. PatriotMobile.com slash back. Tell big, big phone companies, can you hear us now? PatriotMobile.com slash back or call 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash back. Okay. <clears throat> I want to tell you a story that, that, that really illustrates who we are. Who we are as a people. Now, who we are doesn't mean it's who we're going to be. And there is a real problem in our country right now with our children. I can't imagine being a teenager today. I can't. I really feel bad for my kids. Because my kids are dealing with stuff I didn't even think of until I was maybe 40. Or honestly, maybe in the last five years. And they're forced to deal with it and make decisions on things. Meanwhile, as they're going through their most awkward time of their life, hey, everybody's got a video camera. Let's catch you on camera to make sure we preserve it and put it online forever. Can you imagine the pressure they're under? I'm a dad just like you, and I don't know how to raise my teenagers. And I'm a dad just like you. If your kids don't listen to you, you know, your wisdom, because it's dad. Let's switch kids for a while, because I'm sure they'll listen to you. If anybody else says stuff, they listen to it. I say it. Mom says it. Nah, you don't know what you're talking about. My kids, your kids, they are adrift in this sea of awful stuff. My son came to me last week and he was talking about things that he's supposed to do. And if it was like taking out the garbage, I would understand, but it's not. Dad, I'm supposed to be successful. Well, what, what does that mean? Who told you that? Well, I mean, you're really successful. I won the lottery, dude. I won the lottery. Well, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to go to this college. And I'm so I said to him, you're not supposed to do any of that stuff. You're supposed to follow your spirit. You're supposed to take the things that we taught you, not throw them away. Use common sense. And follow your path. And every time you make a bad decision, you limit your future opportunities. However, once you correct that decision, everything opens up. He, he doesn't know, and I don't think our kids know, who they're supposed to be. My son said to me, I don't know what I'm going to be, Dad. And I said, you know what I want you to be? Do you know what I, I really want you to be? He said, no. I said, happy and decent 
and kind and giving. Somebody who is full of empathy for others. All of the things that are already inside of him. Well, I don't know how I'm supposed to make money with that. Well, nobody in my family knew how I was going to make money doing this. And I think a lot of the listeners right now are going, I don't know how he makes money at that either. So for people my age, let me tell you who we were. Let me take you back to the summer of 1942. Farmers and children and women lining the streets of small towns. And they're ready to hurl vegetables and abuse at Nazis. This happened in America. They waited for the evil bastards to arrive. Ready to degrade their hulking Nazi villains. But when the Nazi POWs eventually arrived, the townsfolk here in America just stared, mouths open, eyes sunken. The air was silent, except for the clip-clop drag of the soldiers' long, long-worn boots. The sharpened teeth and the bloodlust stares went away. POWs weren't beast-like like the Nazi death soldiers. They weren't even men. Most of them were boys, just like our own. They were muddy, listless, broken, and terrified. They marched to their camps here in America quietly. Now, the Soviets had parades. June 1944, a horde of Nazi POWs slumped down in the streets of Moscow. 57,000 of them were marching. The story goes that before the Soviets marched the POW, the Nazis, through Moscow, they fed them laxatives and then wouldn't let them stop. Not sure if that's true, but either way, Things became very, very verifiably worse for the Nazi POWs in Russia. There were three million taken by the Soviets. Between 300,000 and one million never made it home. They were cruel and brutal. But it was justified, right? Because... The Nazis were cruel and brutal to the Russians, unlike we can understand. A decade earlier, the Geneva Convention on Prisoners of War established the rules for housing and care of POWs. And if a nation violates those mandates, they lose those protections. Combatants are no longer required to treat them in accordance with the rules of war if the other country isn't doing it. German and Japanese soldiers violated every single one. Things worse than any nightmare. The Japanese were the worst. So all of the Allied powers were justified in doing whatever they wanted to to these soldiers. And the Soviets were brutal. 
But this isn't a story of the brutality of the Soviets and the cruelty of the Nazis. It's a comparison of that cruelty, about the goodness in Americans. By the end of the war, 425,000 POWs had been housed in 700 camps throughout America. Did you know that? For reference, there were 95,000 Americans that were POWs in Germany. We had 425,000. There were POW camps in 46 of then 48 states. Camp Rockfield in Wisconsin, Camp Ritchie in Maryland, Roswell in New Mexico, Camp Rupert in Idaho, Camp Ogden in Utah, Camp Rustin in the Piney Woods of Louisiana. Texas had 72 camps, the most in America. The POWs entered America through ports in New York and Virginia, and from there they were dispersed. According to U.S. Army POW guidelines, camps had to be far from urban areas for security, places with mild climates. They were mostly located in the south, far from the action of the war, and near farming communities. After all, the country was struggling through a labor shortage, so the POWs were assigned army surplus fatigues and put to work plowing, tilling, digging, and harvesting. They were actually paid for this work, between 10 and 80 cents per day, which back then was something. And it could be used to buy toiletries and beer. And in their free time, they played soccer and chess, and they sang in choruses and performed in bands and orchestras. They were given three meals a day, and depending on the camp, a beer break in the afternoon. Do a quick Google search for Nazi POW camps America. You'll be flooded with articles and documentaries and books describing the humane treatment the Germans received while here. A camp in Indiana was billed Eden for enemy prisoners. Camp Hartford in southwest Wisconsin was a converted Art Deco ballroom where before the war, Lawrence Welk had swooned an audience of young Americans. Wonderful, wonderful. There were problems. I mean, it was still war after all. But less than 1% of the 400,000 POWs tried to escape. The camps were supervised mostly by German officers. What surprised Americans, what surprised us most, is that fewer than 10% of the POWs were hardcore Nazis. Most of them were German boys and young men who had wound up in the quiet parts of an intriguing nation. and, And now they couldn't believe the size of America. They couldn't believe that you could ride a train for days and still be in the same country. They couldn't believe how vast and how quiet it was here at night. And America changed the men who came here. Franz May was captured by the British in 1943. He was serving in North Africa. He was a young man who knew nothing about the world, including the war that had grabbed it by the neck. Now suddenly he faced two options. He could be sent east to the Soviet Union, where he would most likely die, or west to America. He didn't have a choice, but fate took him west. To a camp in the quiet uh, land outside of Bragg's, Oklahoma. He connected with the people in a way he never had expected. He was grateful for the kindness and hospitality he received. And after the war, he went home to Germany. Then he went to Australia. 
and he lived his life there with gratitude. Recently, seven decades after leaving America, in 2019, Franz May came back to America. He visited Camp Gruber in Oklahoma. Think about all the millions that have visited other camps all around the world and their reaction. When Franz came to Camp Gruber, he looked at the ransacked land, now a 90-year-old man, and he said, this is what I've always wanted to do, to come home to Oklahoma. We are good people. Now, how do we get there? More in a second. First, my pillow. How's your night's sleep? Is it good? Do you wake up in the morning feeling like you didn't get any rest at all? My pillow has changed everything, and not just the pillow, but the sheets and everything else. And Mike is offering his my pillows, the ones that started it all, for the lowest price yet. You can get a standard my pillow for nineteen ninety eight. That's usually about seventy dollars. It's a fifty dollar savings, and the king size pillow is only ten dollars more. Now is the time to buy, and it's great to buy it right before the holidays. You can give it as a gift. For somebody who you think might need a new pillow, Mike is extending his money-back guarantee trial until March 1st of next year. So give it as a gift, and they have until March 1st to return it if they don't love it. MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials, and you're going to find not just this amazing offer, but rotating discounts on over 150 MyPillow products from the Giza Dream Sheets to the mattress topper to the slippers and so much more. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117, 800-966-3117 for these great radio specials at MyPillow.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. So in this conversation with my son, I told him, you just have to remember who you are. And then I realized he's, he's not necessarily sure who he is yet. Our kids don't know who they are yet. We know who they are, but they're not. They're not sure. It takes you a while to find that. So Saturday morning, I... I got up and I started reading things that might help him on his journey. And I want to share something that we've all heard before a million times. We all were forced to read when we were in school, but I know I didn't appreciate it until I was was much later in life. In fact, I appreciate each line differently now than I ever have. It's if... If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowances for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired of waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies. Or being hatred, hated, don't give way to hating. And yet, 
don't look too good nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth that you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and, stoop and build them up with worn-out tools, if you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pinch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings, and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they're gone, and so hold on when there's nothing in you except the will that says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings nor lose the common touch. If neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything in it. And, which is more, You'll be a man, my son. We are looking for answers everywhere. We are looking, how do we fix our problems? How do I react to my family? How do I react to people? How do I fight these battles? The answers are all around us. And they're... They're all the simple and quiet ones. Just like local is the answer to change the federal actions. The smallest actions, the changes in each of us and the teaching of these things to our children, the simple things are the answers to the complex world they're facing today. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Well, historically, low mortgage rates are still within your grasp, but you don't want to put off getting them uh, any longer. You want to make a 10-minute phone call to American Financing right now. They could make all of the difference, all of the difference in the world to you right now. Imagine uh, getting your mortgage refinance to a lower interest rate. What could you do with your monthly savings of three, four, five hundred dollars a month, even a thousand dollars a month? That's an awful lot of money. They're salary-based mortgage consultants. They work for you and not the bank, and they could help you save hundreds of dollars a month, maybe even as much as a thousand dollars a month. We don't know what the future holds, but we can sure look at the present and see that it might not be good. But there's some good things on the road to that. This is one of them. American Financing. Call them today, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. 
or you can go online and check them out at AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. Get your last-minute Christmas gift at glenbeckmerch.com. You can use the code GLEN20 to save 20% off everything for Christmas. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, tomorrow night on our Wednesday night special, an hour one-on-one with Kyle Rittenhouse. You don't want to miss that. That is tomorrow night only on my Wednesday night special in Blaze TV. Yeah, I was walking out of the studio last night after doing Studios America. Yeah. And just turned around and then there's just Kyle Rittenhouse standing there. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was really weird. I we have a really surreal job at times. Yeah. And the thing is, he's just like a normal kid. Yeah, you know? he is. he's just he, he had is. his two dogs with him, and he was just polite, seemed nice. Yeah, I meet it, him. I meet him today. I'm ex- I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, I, look, if he's been in the middle of a of a, of a firestorm, and I don't know, there's a moment there that gave us a little bit of hope in in the in humanity and our legal system and so many other things. Oh yeah. So I mean, it's it, imagine going through that at 18. You were just talking about how you don't even know who you are at that time. No. You have no idea. I mean, you know, I thought we all thought, you know, when we were kids, at least I did. I thought 30. Mm. Oh, you'll be dead by the time you're 30. That's a really old. They don't know anything. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, and you hit 30 and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. I still don't know anything. I thought I had all the answers by the time I was 30. It's it's weird. It's weird Uh, to be a 17, 18 year old kid and go through this. His whole life. Wow, what a journey it's going to be. I knew exactly who I was at 18. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I knew I was the dumbest person on the planet. <laughs> wow, that's... Or close to it. Can yeah. I tell you something? Yeah, that's a it. blessing. Yeah. That's a real blessing. Yeah. I wish... That's when I started to, to change things. It was exactly at 18. Really? Yeah. Why did you... Mm-hmm. Why did you think you were the dumbest person on the planet? Yeah, I just did dumb things. You know what I mean? Care to share all? Of them? <laughs> no, I wouldn't no? care to share okay, any okay, of them. Right. I know Pat well enough to know this is not leading anywhere. No, I'm you just know what I mean? going to leave it at that. Just, he's leaving it at that, mm-hmm. and I know Pat well enough to know he's not joking about it. He mm-hmm. really did discover he mm-hmm. was the dumbest kid, <laughs> and you're not going to hear about it. Mm. Yeah, no, that's true. I've done multiple now, shows with you all this now, time, and I've never—I didn't know, I didn't know yeah. you were the dumbest person in the world at eighteen, or you'd done yeah. anything wrong in your entire life, frankly. <laughs> well, <laughs> some of us has been his friends since right. the nineteen eighties. Mm. So uh-huh. you want to come to me on the day of my daughter's uh-huh. wedding and hear about Pat? Yeah, and how dumb he was. Uh, maybe I can make that happen for you. I like that. But I will mm-hmm. come to you and ask you for a favor and give me some dirt on somebody else someday, and you will give it to me. <laughs> Totally worth okay, it. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Pat, we're trying to look for some good news today. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, see, uh, mm. President Biden's throwing a democracy summit with 110 <laughs> co- countries on the planet. Uh, mm. You know, 110 really great democracies like Pakistan. <laughs> I mean, is there a clearer uh, indication of democratic people than, than the government of Pakistan. So are we leading this democracy yes. summit? Uh-huh. And what was we put it goal? together? What's the goal of this? Uh, just to get together and talk about the important things facing democracies right now, mm. other than 
COVID-19 lockdowns. Oh, so we won't talk oh, about that. We won't that. talk about that because those huh. aren't a problem. Huh? You know, you look at Australia and you see how happy those people are not being able to leave their front sure, yard. Sure, sure, sure. And you know they've got democracy down. Yeah. And the riots all across Europe. Yes. Where people are like They're standing up it. and going, uh, no, <laughs> you're not doing this to me for you know COVID. What? I look at it a little bit differently because like when the Lakers win the championship, people riot. So That's I think right. they're really happy in Europe. You yeah. could be on to something. Yep. Or they're just trying to make a point about race. A peaceful right. protest it could about be that. race. It could be, could, be could, that. be that. could be that. Now, China, I guess, also says that they, too, are a democracy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and they wanted to be uh, included, but we're not yeah. including them. Oh, in that. boy. Um, oh, boy. But yeah, they don't yeah. have a, they don't have a democratic you know, election. I they don't, don't I don't know if this uh, <clears throat> I don't know how this is coming to you as good news. Uh, oh Pat, really? But you don't like that? No, no. I uh, okay. Well, then how about if uh, you bring up the meeting that he has with Putin today? I'm <laughs> no. going to hit you in the face. <laughs> no, no. How about this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris Cuomo, also known as Fredo. Fired not just from CNN, but also Sirius XM. That's right. The fall of Fredo. No. The fall oh, of so Fredo. Sad. sad, isn't so it? So sad. And yet so happy. Now I he... knew it was you, Fredo! <laughs> I knew it was you! Fredo wants to make sure that you are aware, however, of course, that he resigned from Sirius XM. I see. Uh, I see. Makes the... And that was just because he mm-hmm. just wanted to spend more time with this... With with his with with somebody the, somebody somebody uh, somebody else. somebody yeah uh, Stu I did get you a present you did I got you another present yeah another yeah another one no yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wow yeah that is special it's a framed picture of the TV with the Chiron that says Chris Cuomo has been fired by CNN. Now, now what? <laughs> and I thought that's really a good question for Stu. Now what? Now, now what do you do? I don't have any show left to do. Right. Yeah, There's no both people left. Canned right. and they're gone. Yeah. It's so like it's do? like me when progressivism is finally beaten and the right. Marxists go away. <laughs> then I'll be like. Well, now what do I do? Yeah, there's, so, there's no more shows to do. There's right. no more people to talk about. And, right. you know, you have that issue where everything, when you start talking about people and they just keep getting fired, what yeah. do you do? And I've got that void in my life now. The the hours I spend listening to Chris on Sirius XM and the hour that I used to spend watching his television program. Uh, <laughs> what am I going to do? What are you going to do? What am I going to do? You all that open time. Yeah. I guess yeah. I just poked myself with a pickle fork uh, during those three well, hours. Well, it would have been less damaging uh, <laughs> than watching the show. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Sure would. Yeah. Did you hear, uh, may I bring this up again? I brought it up at the top of the hour because I think this is the most important story of the day, that if cats were people, they'd be psychopaths. This according to <clears throat> scientists. And that's news to people? Uh, right we all knew that's what i said they don't need you no they don't need you they don't care about you nope they don't need you nope that's a definition that if cats were ceos can you imagine how bad things could be because they just fire everybody they don't care no Mm -hmm. they'd while you were doing your you know while you were making the company money they'd they'd make a figure eight between your legs and they'd rub their head against your leg and then the next thing you know fire them i don't care i don't care about them (laughs) That's mm-hmm. a cat CEO. Yeah. Yeah. It does seem like the science backs this up. Has Fauci uh, talked about this yet? Is it okay to believe it? <laughs> no, it's, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But, you know, um, that's the reason why you don't like cats. Okay? That's, that says something about you. If you're friends with a psychopath, right? Mm-hmm. If you're friends with Jeffrey Dahmer. What does that mm-hmm. say about you? Correct. And you people mm-hmm. are like, oh, he was friends with Jeffrey Dahmer. 
if you like cats, really, what does this say about you? People should know this is a long-term stand of Glenn Beck. Mm-hmm. Where he and believes science is proving and, me out, and cats that cats are psychopaths, and I guess you can't really disagree with it now because then you're speaking out against science. Science, science. It's, it's illegal to do that. I'm pretty science. sure. Mm-hmm. Fact check. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on, just a second. Wrong one. Fact check. <laughs> <laughs> that worked well. Yeah, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Hall thank of you. Fame broadcaster. Yes. Glenn well, Beck. that's me. Mm-hmm. That's me. Mm-hmm. So you know, my dog. You know, the problem is cats don't. I don't know if they don't remember you or they just don't care. I think they remember you. They just don't care. You know, where my dog cares. But I'm not sure he remembers me all the time or for very long. You know, your dog forgets who you are. Sometimes? No, I don't think he forgets who I am. But I mean, let's say I'm dead. Yeah. Okay. He cares. And he'd be licking my face for a while and be like, come on, come on, wake up, wake up. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, he'd eat me because... He'd be hungry. Right. And he'd be like, oh, I remember all the and good times we had, but I'm hungry and he'd eat me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I I'm thinking that maybe he forgets who I am at some point that would mm-hmm. make him eat me. I think he'd just be hungry and eat you. Where a cat knowing that not. he's eating you. Yeah. Where a cat yeah. would be looking at you from the kitchen and you sneeze and the cat is like sharpening the knives. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're like, I'm ready to carve you up. I know who you are. I've never really liked you. I certainly don't care. But you look like food to me. Mm. Yeah. So the cat's not going to wait for you to die. The cat will kill you. <laughs> yes. And then eat you. I'm just saying. So dogs are better. Don't me- don't. Because a dog won't kill you. Don't mess with science. One last <laughs> thing. Yeah. No dog has ever killed a person. That's never happened. <laughs> never. Cujo's a movie, man. <laughs> okay. It's a movie. Okay. So, um,. The Chinese have discovered something on the moon. Yeah. Oh, I saw that. That's uh, it's so far away. You know what it is? It's going to turn out to be a rock. It's a big rock. It's a big. You're you're convinced of this? Yes. It's a big Scientifically, rock. you're convinced. What else? They're calling it a hut. They're calling it something. a mystery hut. A mystery. A hut. mystery hut. <laughs> What's it going to be? Yeah. Well, they say it's a cube, and it's a mystery hut. And uh, they're going to be they're going to be they're going to spend the next two or three lunar days uh, investigating this mysterious feature on the moon, which is actually two to three months. Right. Now, researchers expect that it is weirdly shaped, um, but it's they are expecting that it's just a big rock, mm-hmm. that it is that just is a, a big, big rock. rock. But let's not go there. What could be in the mystery hut? Uh, Jimmy Hoffa? <laughs> Is that where... Very possible. Maybe he was buried on the moon. Mm-hmm. What year did he die? Wasn't it 74 or something? We'd been to the moon. We have been to the moon. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I never thought of it. Mm-hmm. It's a crypt. Mm-hmm. It's a crypt. If they don't even Jimmy have Hoffa. to go in if they walk up to it and it's a big you know, block and it says James Hoffa <laughs> on the front, you'd be like, it's a crypt. Wait, so That would be weird. a cool surprise, wouldn't it? That would be a cool, be cool surprise. I'd so like that. The theory is mm-hmm. that they transported the body of Jimmy Hoffa mm-hmm. up to the moon and yes. then yeah. put mm-hmm. him in a crypt then, yes. rather than just like releasing him in orbit toward like the atmosphere. <laughs> yes. They went right. through all the trouble to actually well, build him some, a burial. Somebody well, with a telescope hide. could see him. 
Yeah, and you didn't and want that. But you'd burn up in the <laughs> in the atmosphere, and you'd have now, no here's trace. The, here's the thing: what you mm-hmm. don't know is this was this a concrete structure, and you know how you know you put your hands handprints in it after you've made like a sidewalk or something. Sure, cat prints all over <laughs> the bottom of this moon hut. Uh, all right. Thank you, Pat. Appreciate it. Let's uh, tell you about Car Shield. Driving your car with an ex- uh, with an expired warranty is all fun and games until you end up on the side of the road wondering, how am I going to pay for this? Changing weather isn't good for your car. Costs of your car pair repair not good for your wallet. So how do we cover this? Get Car Shield. It is truly a lifesaver. They offer coast-to-coast roadside assistance in case your car breaks down. But they're also going to deal personally with the mechanic of your choice and get it fixed and make sure you've got a rental car to drive in the meantime. Car Shield has affordable plans to match any budget, and they could save you thousands of dollars. They have saved me thousands of dollars on a couple of different occasions. This winter, don't spend your time worrying about the check engine light. Get Car Shield. Car Shield, the best defense against costly repairs that could put a deep freeze on your plans and finances. Visit carshield.com slash back. Carshield.com slash back. Save now. 10% deductible may apply. Our way of life is being transformed. This pandemic has been god off for so many reasons. And behind the lies of human and environmental protection is something far more sinister. But it does present us with an opportunity. I see the need for a great reset. It's time to wake up. In his eye-opening new book, Glenn Beck details the Great Reset and how the American way of life will not survive. The Great Reset, Joe Biden and the Rise of 21st Century Fascism. Pre-order now on Amazon.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Things that might be heard in the White House on the way to the Vladimir Putin meeting. No, I, I thought we were going to have pudding. That's just... What kind of flavor of pudding is Vladimir pudding? Doesn't taste very good. <laughs> no. uh, so uh, I'm excited about that. Also, the uh, Democracy Summit. You know, the thing we forget about democracy is these places do have democracy. That is democracy. They might even have a constitutional republic. But what they don't have is the Bill of Rights. That's unique to America. And that's the only thing that keeps us from doing insane things. Yeah, I think I can't remember it was on or off the air, but Pat mentioned Australia and kind of like look at the way they're handling right now. Do they have a democracy? And, you know, obviously he's right with that point. But like when it comes to democracy, yeah, you know, in a way they do like these restrictions. While we get all of the negative about them here, Mm -hmm. they're widely popular in Australia. Let me give you this. This is from a couple months ago. They asked a question to Australians. Now, we are having about 1,000 deaths a day right now. They have about one-tenth of our population, roughly. Mm -hmm. So they're looking at about, you know, our pace in Australia would be about 100 deaths per day. Mm -hmm. Okay. They asked, how many deaths are you willing to accept once restrictions are eased? What are you willing to accept as a society? Living with COVID, what does that look like for you? I think this is pretty good today. Okay. You'd think, okay. A hundred deaths. You'd like to see it like, yeah. I mean, you'd like to see it lower, obviously, but like, what can you live with to to return back to normal? Correct. You might say that, okay. The whole country? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the highest number they gave was 5,000 per year, which is 13 per day. 13 deaths per day. Oh my. So one tenth of our rate 
is the highest number they gave them. 3% said they were willing to live with more than 5,000 deaths per year or about 13 deaths per day. Then 2% said between 3 and 5,000 deaths per year. 10% said between 1 and 3,000 deaths per year. So now you're at between 1 and 10 deaths per day. Uh, 25% said between 100 and 1,000 deaths per year. So Holy cow. Between 3 deaths a day to 1 death every 3 days. And then the overwhelming majority, 61%, said fewer than 100 deaths per year. That's insane. They'll never go back to normal. 100 deaths a year. I mean, think about for an entire country. You have more people falling into their dishwasher every year, killing themselves. (laughs) Right. Right. So when we look at Australia and we do hear the complaints about these, you know, camps and and centralized quarantine. I mean, a lot of people there love it. Yes, there are some people who fight back against it, but that's not... Again, I, I come back to that we are exceptional here. This is a different society. Because the Bill of Rights is the separation. The Bill maybe. of Rights is a separation, and it's the one thing that we're not talking about. And it is the one thing that you have to start every conversation you have with anybody who you think is going to disagree with you. Hey, before we get into any kind of disagreement, let's find some common ground. Do you agree with the Bill of Rights? Because if we have that as our common ground, we're fine. Do you agree with the Bill of Rights? they say no well then you don't have anything to talk about if they say yes you can find common ground because that's what separates us between everybody else this is the glenn back program right now somebody out there might be looking at your house and thinking it looks exactly like something they'd like to have for themselves for christmas uh bad news is of course uh, there are ways to make that happen you happen to be a little savvy on the internet uh, you go to, um, to some da- databases that are stored online, you find some documents, you transfer them over to you, and then you're able to commit home title fraud, which means you have access to that person's equity. If that person is you, uh, you're not going to to like Christmas that much this year. Um, so what do you do to stop it? Well, you need home title lock. Home title lock puts a barrier around your home's title. The instant they detect any activity from a cyber thief to even some, you know, demented relative. You know, you're probably seeing them around the holidays this year. Which one of them is going to try to steal your home? You don't know. Uh, but whoever's trying to do it, uh, they will help to shut it down for you. And if you value your home and you value peace of mind, the last thing you could want to do is be a victim of home title fraud. Get Home Title Lock today. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address, and see if you're already a victim. You can use the code RADIO for 30 risk-free days of protection. The code is RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. And coincidentally, we have a radio show starting right now. And welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I want to talk to you a little bit about the politicians in Washington and the effect that they may have on Roe versus Wade. Also, some good news. Even though the good news is coming to us sometimes in forms of bad news. Well, let me explain in 60 seconds. 
Back program. If you're among the majority of people who use the same password on multiple accounts, oopsie, you should be aware that cyber uh, cyber attack method called credential stuffing. That's when a cyber criminal finds that the username and password you're so fond of, uh, they gain access to that, and then they go into all of your accounts. They get all of your private information. It is important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives because every day, especially at this time of the year, we're putting all of our information out, especially on the Internet. What is it? Black Friday was 40 percent Internet uh, purchases. Twenty five percent of it all went to Amazon. I mean, holy cow. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats. Not everything. Nobody can. But they're looking especially for the things like your social security number or any of your other pieces of information on sale on the dark web. If they detect something, they alert you and then help you clean it up. Now, save 25% off your first year with promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. 25% off right now. So I want to talk to you about some good news that comes disguised as bad news. For instance, I think we all understand how bad it is that the gas prices are so high, right? Do you know it hit $5 a gallon? And I'm telling you, this time next year, California, you're going to look at these days as the good old days. Remember when it was only $5 a gallon. Um, gas prices, really bad. Inflation, really starting to hurt people. Uh, and all of the news that is coming out now, what says, no, no, it doesn't look like it's uh, transitory. Looks like it's here to stay. So how could any of that possibly be good news? Well, because for the first time, we're actually able to engage people on failed policies. For instance, it's very, very clear. There is no other reason why our gas prices have gone up since the day that Joe Biden was elected president. There's no other reason other than he closed the pipelines and is pursuing all kinds of things that will stop the oil industry, including Build Back Better and the uh, the green or the new Green Deal or Green New Deal. All of those things are to get us out of fossil fuels by 2030, which is impossible to do. If you have high prices of your heat in your neighborhood, you're not going to be the only one suffering. And you can now reach out to friends and make sure they understand why is this happening? Because there's going to be somebody that is going to come and fill the void very soon. When these things happen, they're going to blame it on something. But right now, there is no other explanation. They haven't come up with a way to explain away all of these bad decisions. So right now, it is good news because you can go to your friends and say, do you know that under Donald Trump, we were energy independent? Do you remember what we didn't even think about our gas prices for the most part under Donald Trump? Because we were energy independent. Now we are waiting for OPEC to do something. OPEC's not going to do something. They've picked China now over the United States. So they're not going to do anything to help us. They've never really been our friends. And do you want to, do you want to be self-reliant or do you want to be reliant on the sheiks in Saudi Arabia? 
How many wars have we gotten into because of Saudi Arabia and oil? Let's let's kill that baby right now. We can energy independent. We were before. It's important that your friends understand that banks are no longer loaning big loans to gas companies and oil companies. They're not helping them build any new anything because of Build Back Better. It's important to share that with your friends because they're in pain. And when people are in pain, they want to know the truth. What is causing the pain? I want it to stop. And right now, if you still have credibility with your friends, you can you can use that credibility and strengthen that credibility by bringing them the truth. Inflation. Gosh, why is there such inflation right now? It's not anything that anybody has done it, it except for the government. The government is is giving people a chance to stay at home. And so everybody's having to raise their prices. I mean, we have it on tape with Joe Biden say, you know what? You're having a hard time getting uh, workers. Then you should raise the price. You should raise the, the, the wages. Well, we have and it's still not working because you're still paying them too much money to stay home. That's why we have inflation. That and the fact that everything is broken. And what is it that you are seeing this government work on? What are they doing? They're working on the Build Back Better deal. They're working on the Green New Deal. They're, they're working on climate change is their number one priority. So good news coming in the, in the way of bad news is actually kind of important. Now, there is something also, some good news that came out was, I think, that the end of Roe may be happening this year. Something that we all said would never happen, couldn't happen. It might by this summer. Now, that's good news. Coming, coming with that is something wrapped into that good news that you don't want to hear, and that is the Republicans are now saying, some Republicans, are now saying that that could hurt our chance to win the Senate. That could, that could ruin our chance to win the Senate because people will be up in arms and maybe we don't win the Senate. Maybe we don't even win the House. You know, this is a hill that I'm willing to die on and I think a lot of Americans are. If it means we only got the reversal of Roe versus Wade, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I mean, it's weird that, you know, they always said, we'll get that done if you give us the House, the Senate, and the White House, and they never got it done until they don't have the House, they don't have the Senate, and they don't have the White House. That's kind of a weird thing, isn't it? But if they don't, if they choose an election over or overturning abortion, it will be their last move. They will have absolutely the the people who still are Republicans, I think will just go bat crap crazy. How many times now? Now you have it. You have it. It's this close and you want to screw it up.
You know, we've been talking about national divorce. I, I hear this all the time and I hate it. I hate it. We should secede. No, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. They should. We shouldn't. Those are our documents. I don't know about you, but I want to live by the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. I want them, even though I know sometimes they'll cut against the things that I want. That's fine. I'm totally cool with that. I believe in the Bill of Rights. It's what makes us unique and what made us us. California doesn't want it. Fine. Others don't want it. Fine. But you secede, not us. Because we want the documents. But again, in bad news comes good news. California, Minneapolis, New York, they're imploding. They're imploding. Chicago is imploding. And it's sad to watch. If you look at California, it is the poster child for ineffective ideas. They defunded the police. Crime rose. They elected progressive uh, uh, AGs and, and progressive prosecutors. And criminals are let back out of the street. And crime rises again. They lock people down. And COVID-19 remains. Florida, on the other hand, seems to be doing really well. They tax the rich. And the businesses move out. All of the things that we have always said will fail are failing right now. It means that scientific proof exists today that when we are talking about raise taxes and watch what happens. Do you see that Goldman Sachs just yesterday, day before, said to New York, don't take your status for granted you raise taxes anymore, and we're gone. So is Wall Street. Everything we've said is happening right now. It gives us a chance to say, no, look, it's not theory anymore. We're not just telling you, oh, it happened that way a long time ago. We're saying right now, look at it. What's happening we knew it would happen. We didn't hope to see the rise in homelessness and crime and drug abuse. I wish we hadn't seen one of the most beautiful states in our nation destroyed. I wish we hadn't been right. And as much as I've always said California should just break off and sink into the Pacific, I've been kidding. I love California. And not all hope is lost for California or other states. We're just approaching things, I think, sometimes with a negative because we've been beaten down so long. Been told we don't matter. Nobody's going to listen to us. But that's not true. Those are lies. When Martin Luther King gave his I have a dream speech, he laid out his vision for the state's most unsympathetic uh to his cause. He he knew the ones that would not be sympathetic, Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama. He was speaking about those states. He said he had a dream that his sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners would sit down at a table as brothers in the Red Hills of Georgia. He didn't condemn them. He gave them a vision. And it might have sounded like a crazy vision at the time. But it was a vision of America for all Americans. This is why he marched in Alabama. 
and believed in the future of Mississippi. Because he believed that the promise of America was more powerful than the cruelest lapses in its people's judgment. He believed that the states most guilty of racism could make a new future in accordance with the American promise of the past. Before all of America believed in him, he believed in all of us. It seems far-fetched and naive when he first said he had a dream in 1963. A dream that specifically involved the states most soaked in the blood of guilt and slavery. But we look back on it now, we go, this man was enlightened. This man was wise. The world doesn't usually reward the pessimist. It's the visionary that makes all of the difference. Are we pessimists? Or are we visionary? We don't look back on on the people who said space travel was foolhardy. Or the realist who thought we'd never beat England. The left lives in a dream world. But the right needs. We could stand to dream a little bit more. It's funny because we do in our own lives. We dream for a better future for our own lives or a better way to do business and we do it. But we don't often spout those lofty dreams we're the we're the party of facts and warranted apprehension we pride ourselves in being planted in reality but it has in some ways made us pessimistic we can't be the people that believe the worst in each other they already do that when something good happens we can't say i'm waiting for the other shoe to drop Pessimism is not wisdom. Hopelessness is not more realistic than hope. If that were true, Martin Luther King would have been a fool then. He'd be a fool today. I argue that hope is more clever than defeat. That the faith in things unseen is the only way to bring those unseen things to reality. Martin Luther King could have stood before the Lincoln Memorial and given a eulogy for the American dream that it died because in many ways it had. I can make a case that it died in 1820. He could have laid out an evacuation plan. He could have said we should secede. He could have bemoaned the forces intent on the failure of his movement. He could have told the former slave states that they were irredeemably soaked in sin. But he didn't. He laid out a great dream for Georgia and Mississippi and Alabama. He laid out an expression of hope despite the odds. And that hope changed the nation forever. Somewhere in the Red Hills of Georgia, there are descendants of slaves and slave owners who now live side by side as brothers and are sitting down and having meals. There are interracial couples in Mississippi And we have a black mayor of Selma, Alabama. See, America did move on because there was a great vision expressed. It's time we start expressing our great vision for what comes next in America. 
the vision of Martin Luther King, the hope of Martin Luther King, is now credited to him as righteousness. Well, it's this Christmas season, and you're going to be seeing lots of friends and relatives. And if they come over to you and say, hey, you look 10 years younger, what's your secret? Obviously, the correct answer to that is to lie to them and tell them that you have no secret. You just look fantastic. Uh, But with GenuCell, it is possible for this moment to be happening. And you don't have to tell them about GenuCell. You can just, you know, maybe not include that information. From now until Christmas, GenuCell's most popular package is 60% off at GenuCell.com. You can treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best skincare in the world. You'll see the drooping eyelids, forehead wrinkles, pesky bags and puffiness, and even the sagging jawline disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's classic collection. With its immediate effects, you're going to see results in less than 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back, so you're not risking anything. And also guaranteed uh, your, uh, is to get your stuff from GenuCell on time for the holidays, because every product made right here in the USA, you don't have to deal with all of the supply chain stuff. Order now, and you'll get the complimentary spa package absolutely free at checkout. Shamanese world-class microdermabrasion treatment, cleanser, and toner make perfect stocking stuffers as well. Don't wait. Christmas is just around the corner. Go to GenuCell.com. Enter the promo code BECK35. You'll get 35 bucks off. Every order today is instantly upgraded to free express shipping. Get the, the shopping out of the way now. GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. The code is BECK35. 35, 10 seconds, station ID. Somebody said to me the other day, I brought up the Hallmark Channel, and I said, I, I'm really beginning to love the Hallmark Channel. And not, not because the stories are that great, because... I mean, I'm surprised every single time two people who don't seem like they have anything in common, usually either their friends or somebody in their family mm. is against what the other person is doing, trying to save their town, usually. Usually saving the town and then the other person really likes business. Correct. And they just want to take over the town and do something. But it's usually a misunderstanding. Somebody should Mm -hmm. have said something before Mm -hmm. they did, Mm -hmm. but they didn't expect to fall in love. Anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, it's fun because, uh, I mean, I I just I watch it sarcastically, quite honestly, and my wife will be doing something and I'll be doing something and the Hallmark Channel will be on. I'll be like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, honey, did you hear this? (laughs) I love it. Who would have seen this coming? (laughs) Uh, And. uh, but there is something also about the Hallmark Channel that is um, needed right now. You know, you turn on everything else and it's just so nasty. Everything is just so nasty. It's, you know, it, it's uh, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso has a lot of swearing in it and everything else. It's hard to get, you know, it's hard to get past that if you're somebody that's not used to all that. But at least it's happy. At least it's hopeful. At least it's moving people in a better direction. You know, the people of the show. You watch Ted Lasso? No, no. but I, I watched the first couple of, of episodes and there's definitely that like sort of optimistic. Yeah, there spirit is throughout this, right? this kind spirit. Mm. And I think that's what we're missing. Kindness. We don't see kindness very often. Yeah, that's why I've been watching Succession. Uh, they're just all <laughs> so 
kind and very gentle kind to, to each one other. each other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that kindness. A loving can, family. Yeah. Doing whatever they can to right. stay together through right. tough times. It's a great inspiring uh-huh. tale. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Probably not the best example okay. on that one. Okay. Uh, but, hey, maybe some kindness and maybe some hope. In tomorrow's Wednesday night special, Kyle Rittenhouse is going to be joining me for the Falawa. Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, some questions that haven't been asked and hopefully... Uh, a different side of the story tomorrow night only on blaze tv.com slash glenn 9 p.m the glenn back program all right let me tell you about overhaul uh, omaha steaks you know i keep thinking every time uh i look at or think about the price of steaks and meat i think about the guys who are in charge of the meat processing plants who have come out and said in the near future Meat will be something for the uber rich. It will be a special occasion. Who the hell are you to do that when there's plenty of meat and it's you guys that are choking the system? It's four companies that are doing this. Look, if you like meat as much as I do, it might be something that is a special occasion and it would be a great Christmas gift under, I don't know, anybody's dad, wink, wink, nod, nod. Anybody's dad might like it under the tree. Omaha Steaks. Enter the promo code Beck in the search bar and get the perfect gift package. 99 bucks. You get 24 entrees. World famous bacon wrapped filet mignon, chicken breast, sides, desserts, so much more. And free, um, eight free Omaha Steak burgers with your order. OmahaSteaks.com. Keyword Beck. Head over to GlennBeckMerch.com and use the code Glen20. You'll save 20%. GlennBeckMerch.com. You know what's white and red and wrapped, white and black and wrapped in red, ready for Christmas? What's that? The Great Reset Christmas book. It's really? perfect. It's perfect this holiday season. Uh, Why would just... black and white be a holiday message? <clears throat> because Santa, black soot, white hair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. And then red, the wrapping of it says a Great Reset right on the front. Perfect gift for the holidays. The Great Reset. Um, yeah, yes, it's about Joe Biden and 21st century fascism. But uh, let's not concentrate on that part. It's good for Christmas. You can get it now wherever you get your books. Go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble and uh, grab the book right now. Uh, it comes out in uh, January, but be the first to have it, and you can tell your your loved one, uh, "Hey, Merry Christmas!" In that box, it might be empty, but there's a note. Coming soon, Glenn Beck's new book, The Great Reset. So basically a scam if you forget to order something. Yes. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely do that. Um, so I can see your kind of good holiday news. Oh, really? The Great Reset. Yeah. I can see how it you can see how they, in. There's right, some good right. stories out there. There are some know? good stories. I'm in the holiday mood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For example, it's always good when people can learn things. Learn new things. Right. Uh, and and be safer around the holidays. I have a feeling you're being sarcastic, but and, I'm willing to go down this road. Well, this is why we have clip two. Uh, this is uh, the the Washington D.C. media helping out their viewers for the holidays. <laughs> Could we play this, please? 
No. Oh, machine's frozen. A frozen, just like (laughs) frozen hot chocolate, available now at Macy's. Here it is. Three men shot and wounded, or I should say three men shot and wounded a man and carjacked another person at gunpoint in the middle of the night in order to prevent a carjacking. Well, here's what we should be doing. This is not festive. It's not festive. I thought it. play, Play the Christmas bed we just came back and then. Can you play that, Sarah? All right, now play. Three men shot and wounded, or I should say three men shot and wounded a man and carjacked another person at gunpoint in the middle of the night in order to prevent a carjacking. Well, here's what we should be doing. Police say lock the doors when driving Mm -hmm. and when pumping gas. In fact, stay in your car if you can at the gas station. Always look around before getting out of your vehicle. And if you are the victim of a carjacking give up that car your life is just not worth it equip your vehicle with an anti-theft or gps tracking device and allow yourself room and traffic to move around other cars avoid getting boxed in if you will and keep your cell phone in your. this is america that's that's all you need to do this is that's it just those things just those that list of 47 things yeah just that and you could evolve you could you could uh you could not be stabbed or shot to death and isn't it good if you're not stabbed or shot to death it is the holiday spirit it's what jesus would have wanted little baby jesus didn't come up in the manger so you could be shot and shivved right right Right. that's the holiday season at work or how about in california clip one where Hmm. you know if you happen to be Be ready with the christmas music just in case we need it just (laughs) go ahead (laughs) if you happen to be someone who sells drugs ah you might have a difficult a difficult life on the streets selling drugs to people and it may be dangerous okay well that's changing now listen the former convict says he felt safer during his life of crime after his oakland cannabis dispensary was ransacked last month listen to this i was safer selling weed on the streets of oakland than i am selling illegally and that's a problem that's crazy to even say but that's just the reality i'm living in right now i mean it (laughs) may be a problem for him merry christmas this is uh this is again remember the holidays you're not supposed to think of yourself this may be a problem for him but it's better for the weed dealers on the streets wow See? that is safer, safer on the streets how about this you like to s- stories uh, in the holiday season of oh, yeah. real achievement yeah people with incredible accomplishments sure. you love that start type of the story. music <laughs> leah thomas leah thomas she's 22 years old she smashed two U.S. swimming records uh, in Akron, Ohio. Oh, you mean the dude that's now swimming for the women's team? No, I, well, I don't know what you're talking about. She uh, defeated Anna Sophia by 38 seconds. 38 in seconds. A swi- in a swim. Wow, meet. That's, that's almost a lot. like it's almost like he has more muscle tone. Uh, or saying he by mistake, but it's a uh, she, Leah Thomas. Well, she he, is uh, in she. You know what I'm saying? I'm she, just leaving off the first S. For savings. <laughs> she won another race by 14 full seconds. Mm-hmm. She competed in a women's <laughs> swim, swimming event and broke all uh-huh. the records. Huh. And wow, what an accomplishment for the holidays for Leah that Thomas. That is really good. That is... I'm who so... looks 100% like a woman. Uh, <laughs> a beautiful sure woman? You know. A beautiful woman? She looks beautiful and, and mm. could compete with uh, Caitlyn Jenner for the I woman, most beautiful woman. I think we should send her award. to compete in the Olympics. 
I mean, if we're going to go there, let's make use of this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's send all of our he's mm-hmm. to the Olympics uh, and uh, and see what the Chinese have to say about it. I'm really upset about this uh, whole we're going to do a ambassador boycott. I'll tell you that right now. Diplomatic boycott. We're not going to have a cocktail party and no American weenies uh, for the for the Chinese to munch on. I'll tell you that right now. None <laughs> of our embassies. No, no, sir. A diplomatic boycott. Oh, that's got to hurt. You're not torn on this at all. There's nope. no part of you that's torn on this. Nope. I mean, you are an act. You're an athlete. You've I prepared. Am. I am. Not Thank you. you. I'm oh. saying I'm giving you a hypothetical situation oh, right. here. Okay. You are not an athlete. But right. the hypothetical situation, you are an athlete. Uh-huh. You've worked your entire life. I have. Basically, you know, 80 hours a week training, training. for Crazy. this event. Yes. And because of no fault of your own. No fault of your own. You are now told you're not allowed to go to Man, the event. I'm thinking, okay, I'm an athlete. I've worked 80 hours a week. Your entire life. I, no, I don't need the music for this. Okay. I'm just thinking. <laughs> now, I'm I, just thinking. Uh, I've worked my entire life. And they say, hey, go compete in China. To defeat China. To defeat Show them China. Up. Beat them. Put them on the... Right. On the give them... So they're, but they're without all... even saying anything about it. Without even saying anything right. about what? Uh, you know, not making a statement. Uh, you know, if I knew we were sending a bunch of Americans over there that would stand up uh, and then, uh, you know, make a fist for the Uyghurs, then I would be fine with it. I'd, maybe I'd be they fine will. I mean, they might not come back if they do that, but it, <laughs> maybe they, they would, will do they, that. They would come back. The United States would have a coronary. Oh, yeah. We're very, uh, we're very they, tough and have a big backbone right now against China. You're seriously, right. Seriously. Yeah, no, okay, no. American citizens <laughs> yes, would have a cor- coronary. I mean, you know, it, it was one thing with Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens didn't want to go. I mean, he was going to Berlin and there was half the country said, don't go, don't go, don't go. But Jesse Owens was important to go. It was really important for him to go. Oh, sure. Because he was going to stand up against the German. And we knew there's a good chance he's going to win. That's a good thing. A slap in Hitler's face. This is not a slap in in G's face. This isn't a slap in. This is us just going along as we always go along. Maybe. I mean, I, I think. First of all, you, if you can beat their asses, I mean, that's sending them quite the message. And I don't know, I don't know enough about these games to know if we will or not, frankly. I don't, I'm not, I don't follow it that all that closely. Uh, but I, I like the idea of us beating, their, beating them. But beyond that, like, just as a, per, you know, you, it's your whole, your whole life's work is leading to this one moment. And then your country tells you, an individual, no, you're not allowed to travel. I mean, that is not exactly the most American concept of freedom that I've ever heard. I'm going to wrap them all in swaddling clothes. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take all of the athletes and I'm going to wrap, wrap them in swaddling clothes. You don't, you don't care about this because you're not an athlete. And no, you, you don't know I, anything no, about I athletic understand. competition. I can understand, but we're talking about evil. We're ta- we're, it's not like we're talking. We, you know, it was the Soviet Union. It was uh, the Nazis and it's China. They all fit in. Would would we have would we have been proud if we would have been like, hey, they've built a new stadium right next to the killing fields. 
Let's all <laughs> let's all go. We no, wouldn't have but, done it. Uh, you know, there are thousands and thousands of American businessmen in China right now doing their jobs. Right, and I think we should reevaluate this, and we yeah. can we can uh, maybe start with the Olympics. I mean, right. we should start with the things we don't we don't have to do. Start with the things we don't have to do. You don't obviously have to do the Olympics, but it's a sim- we can show some uh, symbolic victories against them. I mean, it is a propaganda situation. And again, I think not sending your your diplomats says something. They're pissed off about it. We know that mm-hmm. China's pissed about this. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't matter at all to me, honestly. If we didn't even have any more diplomats, we'd probably be better off. But you know, like, this you know, is something that means something to China. Here's what would have happened uh, years ago if we would have done one in Russia. Uh, which we didn't. We did, well, we did in in, in was the it, end. In eighty, we 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 was it eighty four was was here, and and the Soviets uh, boycotted, and we boycotted in eighty. Was it was it nineteen eighty? I can't. I'm, I'm forgetting the years, but we boycotted them at one point. Mm-hmm. We did. Yeah. So um, imagine uh, back then, ABC, NBC, whoever would have had the Olympics. Let's say it was you know. Dr. Pinkai uh, is covering the Olympics again. What's his name? Oh, Bob Costas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Dr. Pinkai? It's the only thing I can remember. How do I, I know what he means? Yes, he, he had does. That's all anybody remembers from that lit year of Olympics. Yes. It's like, oh my gosh, what is that? Anyway, um, if he would have been broadcasting, if he would have gone over to the Soviet Union, they would have been broadcasting, they would have had all kinds of stories about how awful and oppressive that was and how... Much of the stuff we have to say is because we have monitors with us and they will threaten to pull us off at any time. It would have all we all would have known that and mm. they would have made a big deal before and after. OK, now NBC Universal, you think they're going to be do- ABC no. Disney. You think they're going to say anything about how bad China is, but they're all going there. They, all the broadcasters are going to go there. We're not going to stop them. They're all going to cover the games. We're not going to stop that. And we can all, all we can sponsorships are going to go through. Yeah, but we can do that. That's our choice. Yeah. But the country making that choice for these athletes and these athletes only. I mean, I, again, I, I would say I'm torn look, on it. But I mean, look, it, I, it's I, a tough one because, I mean, these people have nothing to do with this. They've worked their asses off with the promise that if you're good enough, you're going to go to the Olympics. And then a couple weeks before, we're like, ah, yeah, I know all of your life's works led to this moment, but no. I mean, it's it's a tough place to put an individual American citizen who might want to make a different choice. We don't stop people from traveling there, going on vacation. They don't need to go on vacation there. We we don't stop that we let people go where they want to go and this is the one time we're going to change I don't know I I I do see what you're saying it would send a very strong message you're uh, representing the our, United our States of America our relationship with China is different than our relationship with the Soviet Union and if you want to change that and oh I think we should right we were if on you that path do that in advance I can understand that stance but it's that's not our current state. If it was in North Korea right now, we wouldn't be sending anybody, right? Right. You know, we wouldn't. Now, right. I don't know why they wouldn't even. They can't even build a hotel, let alone a stadium. Yeah, so I mean, it's not, it would not be a good one. You do. Uh, <laughs> hey, our javelin ran out of javelins. Uh, here, use this person that we've kept in a concentration camp as a javelin now. <laughs> a javelin target. Yeah, I mean, just bad. <laughs> yeah, no. So I, I do understand what you're saying, but you have to have some sympathy for these athletes. I, mean, I do have sympathy, but I have more sympathy for the people that are looking for someone to give them some light at the end of the tunnel, that somebody recognizes them, that somebody says, 
Enough. Oh, well, LeBron Enough. James recognizes him. He just doesn't care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let me tell you about American financing. We continue to face so many unknowns, so many un- uh, market changes, so much inflation. How are you going to how are you going to survive? You can find another job or you can uh, save money. The first thing you should do is save money. It is um it's hard if you have a mortgage. I may be able to make it pretty easy for you where you could save a couple hundred, three hundred, five hundred, even a thousand dollars a month on your mortgage payment. Now, think of that over a year. All you have to do is call American Financing. Now, you're available online at AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net, or you can call them at 800-906-2440. They can work to save hundreds, if not a thousand dollars a month every single month. Just by refinancing your mortgage today, American Financing, 1-800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, there's two things that are happening in uh, New York. Hmm. One I care about, one I don't care about. Okay. Uh, cut. So you'll have to decide which is which. Okay, sure. Cut uh, four, please. We've got Omicron as a new factor. We've got the colder weather, which is going to really create additional challenges with the Delta variant. We've got holiday gatherings. We in New York City have decided to use a preemptive strike to really do something bold to mm. stop the further growth of no, COVID and the dangers it's causing to all of us. So... As of today, we're going to announce a first-in-the-nation measure. Our health commissioner will announce a vaccine mandate for private sector employers across the board. Hmm. Of course, that this is not going to work. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, what? What, yeah. you, what? It's not going to. It should not be approved by the courts in the first place, and it's mm-hmm. not going to do anything anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know the exact New York City rates of vaccination, but they're quite high as it is. Um, but, uh, I, this is obviously just a thing. Bill de Blasio is putting this into, into, uh, into effect four days before he leaves office. Mm-hmm. So this is just a, mm-hmm. uh, a, you know, a thing to do to promote his gubernatorial campaign in which he's already at least in third place and maybe lower. Now you may think that that's the one I don't care about. Mm, okay. That was definitely but there the is one. a choice, uh, because then there's this in New York cut three. Cut three. Do we have mm. it's frozen again? It's yeah. very cool. Well, it's winter. So it's the machines winter. freeze up a lot. Uh, okay. Well, th- let me just give you the story. Um, apparently, according to New York City bagel shops, there is a cream cheese shortage. No. Now, no. for me, no. that's the last straw. Yeah. I live in New York and they're like, no cream cheese for your bagel. I'm out. I'm out, baby. I'm out. This is the Glenn Beck program. New COVID nonsense and the president of the United States is meeting with the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. Oh my gosh, who's going to win in that one? It's a Skype call going on right now. We'll get to that in 60 seconds. Okay, this is going to come as a shock to I mean a real it's please sit down if you are standing up if you're driving pull over because you're not going to be able to handle this news. 
the Fed has finally come out and said, you ready? This inflation is real. It's persistent. And it might be here for a while. Oh, my gosh. What? I thought it was completely transitory. Where's, yeah, where's the word transitory? It's I, supposed to be in every inflation I story. I know, and I didn't think that it was supposed to be bad. But they're saying now it could go till 2023. Mm. Oh, so that's good. That's good. So uh, maybe we should just have some more lockdowns. Anyway, the real kicker here is uh, wage inflation, which is described as sticky. Uh-huh. That's mm. a stick. If somebody at the at the Fed ever said to me, you know, what's really a sticky situation is our. Are you kidding me? That's the word. What do you guys do all day? Sticky. When inflation on goods and services lasts long enough, which it has, employers have to offer higher wages so workers can uh, can survive. They also can't lower those wages once the market cools. Meanwhile, the old dollar just keeps on losing value day after day. So what do you do? May I suggest Goldline, an excellent head. Now, remember, the same guys who told you this was transitory will tell you, that gold probably is not a great investment. It's probably not. It's probably, I don't even know what you're talking about. Gold. <laughs> Remember, I'm the guy who told you it's transitory. Uh-huh. Gold and silver, excellent hedge against excessive inflation or hyperinflation. Goldline, call them today. Find out how to protect your portfolio. This week only, Goldline is offering a free two-ounce silver maple flex bar with the qualifying purchases of $5 gold Indians. These are the coins that I own for many reasons. Ask Goldline why. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Oh... Stu, how is how you know it would be fun if we could get Jeffrey Tubin to uh, Skype in right alongside of the president and Vladimir Putin, you know? <laughs> I think so. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That hopefully would end the call faster. Vladimir would see what was going on, mm-hmm. maybe sign off quickly, mm-hmm. and then less damage can be done. Mm-hmm. That's the only my only hope here is that Zoom meetings typically accomplish nothing. So hopefully nothing bad can happen here. Uh, maybe they won't understand each other. Maybe someone in the White House can kick kick out the Wi-Fi and just get this thing over with. Because, There's got to be a Patriot somewhere. Yeah, just if just, you happen to see a Wi-Fi connection. Just disable it. Just disable it. Oops. Make it like hotel Wi-Fi. That never works. Right. That'd be That's great. That's all. That's all we need. That'd be great. You should have him do this at a hotel. The mm-hmm. more expensive, the better. Because the more expensive the hotel, the less chance the internet works. That's That's a... <laughs> That's definitely true. Oh, Mr. President, did we book you at a hotel where the Wi-Fi isn't working? Ah, and today it. is the Vladimir. <sighs> oh, well. Don't I have one of them uh, communication boxes in the van? No, we don't. Nope. Uh-uh. Not in the van. The van that follows us? Oh, no. No, 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 no. no. That's no. just uh, that's, a child molester. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just a child molester. That's all. Well, yeah. It might be. It might be. It might be a government official child molester. <laughs> yes. So you got that going for you. So they're going to talk a little bit about um, uh, Ukraine, which, I mean, I think Joe Biden is, uh, I mean, he already has threatened Mr. Putin, you know, hey, back off. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot. Vladimir really just, you know, empty threats yeah. are his mm-hmm. game. Yeah, you know, it is. He, you know, he likes, well, he, he says sanctions are coming. Please don't take away our ability to saturate American market with uh, uh, staking uh, dolls. <laughs> Russian staking dolls. Don't take uh, ability away for that. 
Right. Yeah. If we take the Russian stacking dolls, well, okay. Uh, what I uh, what I really don't care about is uh, oil pipeline to uh, Europe, but I really do care about Russian stacking doll business. Don't don't touch that. Make me cry. Boo hoo. I think Vladimir Putin could be almost that uh, clear. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and Biden would be like, hey, did you know, didn't you hear what he said? You got to take these people in their word. <laughs> Gail after the stacking dolls. Um, what would you do? What, what would I do? Yeah, Glenn Beck, you're president of the United States. I wouldn't have given him, I, A, I wouldn't have given up all of the momentum that we had had with uh, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And I would have said, you know, even if I if, if I disagreed with Donald Trump, you know, uh, many of the things that he did, I disagreed with. But, uh, you know, he had uh, he had the world on the right footing. And and uh, if you think he was tough, if you think he has a twitchy eye, why, I might just be senile. <laughs> you play up the senility. Yeah, I, like I would. That. I would play up the I could be dangerous, too. I've got a button. Look who could press it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I mean, that's what, that's the only thing that has stopped somebody like Vladimir Putin, because he'll always he'll always outsmart out evil somebody. But they don't believe us at this point. Certainly not no, with no, Joe no, Biden no. as no, president. It's too late. Now. So you know, I mean, and I, believe me, it's like I have having a, Homer Simpson as our president. Imagine Homer Simpson. I think Homer Simpson might have a better chance of getting uh, you know the things through. Then Joe Biden, if, if Homer Simpson were sitting at the Oval Office desk having the teleconference with Vladimir Putin. Oh, yeah, I would have much more confidence in yeah. someone like Simpson. We're talking about a nuclear engineer. Yeah, uh, yes. much more confident, much more confident mm-hmm. and competent. Um, but like if Russia, which it does appear that they might be preparing for, invades Ukraine and just like, you know, takes over the country. We do nothing. We're doing nothing. We right? do I nothing. mean, that's the end of this. Is we, we just say, oh, darn it. And then, you know, maybe there's some sanctions and there's some there's some <laughs> angry letters and speeches. But that is it. Right. And if yeah. we know that Vladimir Putin definitely knows it. Yeah. They're not doing they're not going to no, do anything. President Z, you don't think President Z and Putin are talking back and forth going, what moron this guy is. huh? Yeah. And then obviously G with Taiwan is is another logical if step. If Vladimir after Putin this. goes into uh, into the Ukraine and we do nothing, I mean sanctions. Ooh, not sanctions. I mean, I don't want to go to war, but you know, this is why you have a big stick and you walk softly. Donald Trump had the world convinced he was bat crap crazy that he just might do it. Mm-hmm. That guy could launch. He doesn't care. Now I think. I think he did care. Of course. Deeply. But they, um, they were not able to read wh- what he might do, how he might react and, in a situation and like his that. And his uh, wants were very, very clear. Donald Trump um, was very clear on uh, how to deal with him. He was going to do the right thing, as he saw, for America. So there's no deals off the side that you can make with him. Just flatter him. Say, hey, love your hotels, dude. Love mm-hmm, your hotels. Mm-hmm. You're great, wonderful. Flatter him and uh, and give him as much as you can that will help his country. Right now, do you who's what 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 is Biden coming to the table? Who's he really protecting? Seriously, who's he protecting? Him, uh, yeah, so his far, son? he hasn't protected anybody. 
Right. That's the uh, one of the, the tragedies of his presidency. What's he stand for? Seriously, what does this guy stand for? He uh, doesn't stand for traditional America, for you know the America that we've always known and loved. No, he doesn't. He doesn't stand for that. He does, he's not standing for regular jobs. He's standing for union jobs. Who does he really answer to? You or the union or who? I, I don't have any, any answer for you on this stuff. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's trying to do. I mean, he is I mean, like, I know what AOC is trying to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know what Biden is trying to do. I mean, I just it seems to me he wants to he wants to he, he's in a contest to get to the lowest possible approval rating. That's the only thing materially I can tell that he's trying to do. He's trying to get to six percent. He's on his way. So do you think that uh, here's the advice um, uh, to to uh, President Joe Biden Mm -hmm. from the uh, Ukraine defense minister? Please stand firm against Moscow. If I can advise President Biden, I would like him to articulate to Mr. Putin that no red lines from the Kremlin side should be here. The red line is here in Ukraine. And the civilized world will react without hesitation. The idea of not provoking Russia will not work. So what he's saying is there's a red line. And if Russia moves, there will be, quote, a bloody massacre. And so what they're asking is, look, I've talked to the Ukrainians. The Ukrainians are very clear. They will fight you to the last man. It will be a bloody massacre. And we're not going to see all these people massacred. NATO will respond. Don't do it. But but he doesn't have the tr- the the, um, the credibility to pull that off. No, he doesn't. And you know, look if you think we're going to stop if if we allow the Ukraine thing to happen, which I fully expect, will we have? Will there be uh, sanctions? Yes, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do something. Don't staking dolls yeah, no, no more, longer no for more sale. Stack, no more stacking dolls in Walmart. Oh, they got rid of our diplomats. Oh, boo-hoo, I'm crying right now inside deeply. Right. So, yes, that some of that stuff will happen. But if you think, you know, remember, Ukraine has twice as many people as Taiwan and has 10 times the landmass or more. So, if we don't do anything about Ukraine, we're not going to do anything about Taiwan. Mm-mm. Now... This is free reign, and I think they all realize they have it. All these countries realize this is the time to take your steps that you've been wanting to take for years and years and years because we have shown, particularly in Afghanistan, but in so many other areas, that we are weak. And we can, you can roll over us, and we're not going to do anything. You know what's really scary is for years I've said there's going to come a time when the rest of the world will look at each other and go, Oh my gosh, nobody's watching the store. Go. Yeah. Now, 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 now. It does feel like we're there. And it feels like that. It feels like that. I, I mean, it's going to be really interesting. I would, I'd love to see uh, this actual, I'd love to be a fly on the wall and actually know what was being said. I, I bet it, I bet it is head in your hands. Kind of the embarrassment that uh, the prosecution had on the, on the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, where he's just like, Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. This is happening. I can't believe this is happening. I bet it's that. I bet it's going to be that. I don't think, other than symbolism, though, that there's much 
to happen here in this meeting, is there? I mean, uh, you know, look, Vladimir Putin's going to say what he wants to say, and Biden will probably say things that are generally speaking consistent. You'll take with, a measure of the man, though. Yeah, and that's, that, a, that's why that's why but Hitler. They, but they do they need to do that with Biden? They know who he is. The guy's been going around the country, the world for the past multiple decades, begging people for money. I think and you want to know how for I, his I, son. I think you want to know how if I'm a foreign if I'm a foreign uh, actor and I can have a meeting with the president who I've met a million times in the past, but I can have a meeting with him now one on one. Now that he is president, now that he is where he is with the poll mm-hmm. numbers that he has and the. The just the striking image of competence, I would have a conversation with him. I would want to know how out to lunch is this guy, because I know the vice president ain't going to cut it. So this guy's going to make mistakes and the American people. They're they're not going to throw him out for her. They're screwed for four years. Let me let me let me rephrase this question. You are Vladimir Putin. Yes. Yes. I'm worried about stacking dolls. Uh, yes, the stacking dolls are very, very big part of your agenda. I was throwing. I thought maybe that uh, that journalist was just a stacking doll that wouldn't open up. I was throwing her off roof to right. see if she would open. She opened up. Unfortunately, no stacking doll inside. Right. So, you're Vladimir Putin. Do yes. You, uh, the. I know when I ever get close to a, a Zoom meeting, I just I just look at the screen and I say, please don't ring. Please don't ring. Please don't work. Please don't work. Yeah, yeah. I just assume too. and hope. Yeah. Is that what Vladimir Putin's doing or does he want this meeting? He wants this meeting. And now give me let me give you the people around the president of the United States. They're all saying, please, is please. there any way? Don't pick up the phone, Vlad. Right. Don't pick up the phone. And that tells you all you need to know about this meeting. Yeah. There, I, what is the upside for the United States to talk to Vladimir Putin about this? So we, so the only upside is that Joe Biden can get on record with. A, they'll pull a couple good quotes from him, not with actual audio, but just text and probably rewrite them. Uh, that he sounds kind of tough. He, he said he was going to off the sanctions, and he better not do this, or there's going to be a big response, and I'll have his tough talk that he can come back to the American people and say I was on the right side of this. But like Vladimir Putin knows, there's nothing that Joe Biden can say or will say. And even if he does say something that actually would threaten Vladimir Putin, he knows that he's not going to go through with it. There's no I, the downside only reason, no, to Putin. The only reason to have it is I haven't yet made decision whether or not think that uh, those around Joe Biden will uh, uh, be capable of uh, stopping me. So I'm listening to Joe Biden going, this guy is such a boob and the people around him. Hmm. I'd ask enough questions to find out. uh, Is he really in charge? And if he's really in charge, is he going to be like he was with Afghanistan, where he's got these fools in the in the Pentagon? But this is what he can steamroll. This is what I mean, though. The upside there would be more information, right? You might have more information. What's the downside? Where is the downside on this call for, for Vladimir, Vladimir Putin? There is none. There is none. So Correct. why is it occurring? What's the downside for us? Tons of stuff, right? Like Joe Biden might start talking about squirrels in the middle of the call. We have no idea. There's tons of downside for us. Where's the downside for them? I can't find any. Yeah, I'd like to stop saying there's tons of downside for Biden because there's really not. Because quite honestly, guys, we all know this. I mean, let's be kind. In 10 years, he's gone. 
you know what I mean? He's gone. He's lived a long, long life. Mm. Nobody's going to nobody's going to say, gee, and they took him so young. <laughs> uh, no. he, you know, he, the downside is for us, for yeah, our I, children, I mean. for the country, the American I mean, people. There's a downside and there's very, no downside yeah. for the for the for the Putin regime. None. So why is it occurring? Because he's the, he, because he is the duly elected president of the United States. And if he says he wants to have a meeting with Vladimir Putin, he gets a meeting with Vladimir Putin. Exactly. And unlike about, mm-hmm. unlike the last administration, where it seemed like everybody was on high alert, this guy may not be mentally stable and leaking that everywhere. Everybody here seems totally good to go right along with it. Back in a minute, Rough Greens, Kevin wrote in about his dog's experience. He said, finally decided to try this after seeing the ads over and over, and I, th- I thought it seemed like a lot of hype. But I am pleased to find out that it is everything it advertises. I have a four-year-old dog, pretty picky eater, but not anymore. She had a huge increase in appetite. She also gave it to her younger, we also gave it to her younger sister, and she loves it. They play all day long now until they collapse and fall asleep. Thank you so much, Rough Greens. Thanks, Kevin, for writing in. Sounds like your dogs are healthier and happier because you gave it a shot. Give it a whirl. It's not a dog food. It's something you sprinkle on the dog's food, and it's a supplement filled with all the things that make your dog healthy and happier. You can get a free bag right now just for your dog to try out. Free bag of Rough Greens. All you pay for is shipping. It's Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. That's roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, I want to know. Stu is the president of the United States, and uh, they come out with more of this garbage on... uh, on uh, um, Omicron. Om- Omicron. 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 Like. Omicron. Omicron. Yeah. That cron. Not that Omnicorn, though. We yeah. know it's not Omnicorn. Correct. What is it that if you were king, you would be doing? What would the sanction? Would we be more like Texas and Florida or would we be more like California and New York? Well, there's two different decisions to make here, right? One is based on personal liberty and freedom. So the answer is always going to be Florida and Texas over New York, whether it works or not, frankly, because people get a chance to make their own decisions for themselves. Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, the states, I would be I would also overthrow myself as a king. And that's not a good it's not a good system of government. Uh, George Washington did it. Yeah, George Mm -hmm. Washington did it. And and a lot of people compare me to George Washington. It's it's very common. (laughs) So what I the, the main things I would be doing is I think we are at the point in the pandemic where we have the tools needed to deal with it. I think there are earlier moments where we didn't and we didn't have treatments. We didn't have vaccines. We didn't have all the knowledge we have now on how this thing works and how it can progress. So now we are at the point, and I believe we're long past the point, but we are certainly at the point now where we have the tools to deal with this and we have the tools to let people who are adults make their own decisions for themselves. And so the one, if I was going to adjust policy in, in a couple of ways, I would be more aggressive in allowing people to have access to the innovations that are out there. You know, the, we are now in the middle of the waiting what, yeah, multiple yeah. weeks for the FDA to approve the Pfizer uh, pill, which, you know, purports, we don't know, we haven't seen the, enough of the data, but purports to eliminate about 90% of hospital visits for people who take it. If that's available, if we have pills that can do that, the Merck one seems to be between 30 and 50%. Those are two really big steps, though, in the right direction. Uh, they don't need 
the hospital stay of of a uh, you know monoclonal monoclonal antibody treatment um but i would want to increase access to all of that stuff and i would also say i would speed up the freaking process for for example the vaccines for the delta variant which already exists but are in this same we need to wait eight months to approve them type of situation which doesn't make much sense okay. in a all pandemic right. Okay. all right all right you, you left off the biggest thing you lost the biggest choose thing if they want to do these first things. thing you're president of the united states you fire fauci that's okay. the first thing <laughs> right. then M- n95 mask for all those who need it mm. and everybody who's just freaking out like i gotta wear a mask and you're wearing a kangaroo you know striped <laughs> cloth mask stop it you right. don't get a mask anymore get the vaccines from your doctors get all the treatments from your doctors <laughs> and uh, close all the kissing booths at the state fairs whoa yeah whoa. that's what i'm gonna this do no program. if you walk around all day with food on the brain i mean <laughs> right uh there's nothing better than a rec tech uh, because it is so good it makes the food that you're cooking so good whether it's a rack of delicious ribs or a steak slathered in butter, burgers to die for, even vegetables. You know, I have a few vegetarians in my family, and so we cook the vegetables. I protest, but they like them. Rectech, it's amazing. Built with solid stainless steel, has smart grill technology, which means that your food heats evenly all throughout the cooking process and will adjust the temperature itself as needed. Best of all, you can control the whole thing from an app. It makes a great Christmas gift. It really does. Order your grill for the holidays now and save. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Rectech dot com. R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Go there now. You're going to love it. Rectech.com. Get your last-minute Christmas gifts at glenbeckmerch.com. Plenty to choose from. Use the code GLEN20 to save 20%. It all started with a misunderstanding, according to the Los Angeles Times. A black theater student at Coastal Carolina University told a visiting drama teacher she wanted to connect with non-white students. So the teacher drew up a list of names on a whiteboard, then forgot to erase it when they left the studio. When several other students walked in, they saw this list and they were left with the suspicion that those on it had been singled out with racist intent. A committee of professors investigated and promptly sent out a department-wide email clarifying what had happened that September day. Seeking to calm the students, the professors wrote that the explanation in no way undermines the feelings that any of you feel about the incident and that the faculty was deeply sorry. The visiting teacher also wrote an apology. No matter the good intention, I still want you to know I'm an idiot and I'm sorry. Well, things might have ended there. But at a time when college campuses have become center stage for the polarizing issues of race, identity, and what constitutes harm, the theater department was primed for conflict. Enter Steve Ernest. Steve is with us now. We've had him on before when this story first broke, what, two months ago? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> it, it, 
It seems longer than that. Yeah, I bet it does. I bet it does. Um, this is an amazing story, especially written by the uh, by the L.A. Times. Um, it shows that the person who really came out with you uh, or, or, or come out after you, one of the students, was really, truly, seemingly, to me at least, out of control. I'm not going to ask you to comment on that. Um, what has happened since they took you off and said, we're not sure, we're going to have to investigate this? Well, uh, you know, again, I was I was removed from teaching and, uh, you know, assigned to other duties, which I, you know, received sometime around November the 2nd. Um, but um, I'm, I'm simply happy to be reinstated at this point and uh, apparently will be teaching again next semester. Um, I'm not sure what that world will be like, but I'm certainly... Um, you know, I have a long history uh, at, of great work at Coastal Carolina University, and I'm, I'm intending to continue that work uh, at this point in my life. So what is the, because I know that the administrators, uh, some of them came out that you thought were friends, came out against you, um, in, including the department chair, who said the words in your email were white supremacist language. I think of people burning crosses and wearing white robes. And that's about as far away from me as I can ever imagine. Now he says he didn't. Right. He says he don't. Re, he doesn't remember s- saying these things. Eric doesn't remember saying that you were a white supremacist. But do you? Well, it was yeah. It was said at a meeting, and I, I did not disclose the name of the person who who said it. I didn't feel like I I should disclose that name. Um, but it was said. Uh, at a meeting, and um, I, I think that the writer, because they couldn't, um, you know, pin down exactly who said it, just you know, made the chair responsible for it. Oh, okay, so it it wasn't Eric Hall. No. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's fair. Good. Good to know. Um, so, um, but when when they said you could you could go back, that your behavior was under review to determine whether your emails endangered the welfare of students or violated the code of ethical conduct requiring employees to create a respectful environment, nurture a climate of fairness and civility towards others, even in the face of disagreement. Um, they said that your actions didn't warrant disciplinary and a- disciplinary action at this time. <laughs> what is that? What is, I mean, is that how it's left? Is this still hanging over you? Uh, you know, I, we'll see. You know, um, but my attorney, oh my who is a, uh, I, I don't know what's going on there. My attorney, who is a big fan of yours, Ruth Smith in Asheville, North Carolina, Hi, Ruth. asked me to, uh, say to, uh, to say, say hello to you. Uh, and, uh, um, you know, she's keeping a watch on the whole situation. And so we are, you know, we're, we're taking it day by day and we will just approach um, you know, next semester, and um, I'm I'm considering uh, you know body cam and things like this oh just gosh. to uh, just to make sure. How are you going to? Uh, I mean, the theater is all about trust and exploration. Uh, I mean, I tell my daughter she wants to go into acting, and I'm I'm praying on my knees every day that something happens that uh, doesn't let that happen. But uh, <laughs> she. Uh, you know, she comes home, she's in high school, and girls are not just mean. They are vicious to one another. Ruthless, yeah. And she comes <laughs> home, and she'll be crying about something. I said, honey, you know, A, I'm sorry, and, you know, we, we commiserate on, on what, what happened. But also say to her, you have to get used to this, because if you really do want to be in acting, 
people are going to say the worst things about you all the time. And you have to develop thick skin because not only going to say the worst things about you, you're going to try out for things and you're going to start in for 20 seconds and they're going to say next. You can't be crushed. Mm -hmm. You can't be crushed. Isn't there a lesson for the students here? You know, um, you know it, it, it's funny that you would say that because just this morning I got a wonderful email from uh, a major uh, talent agent in Los Angeles who starts out by saying, bravo, you, I'm a talent manager, and that the students are going to be faced with rejection their whole lives. Please stay your course. They will learn far from you, more from you that way than they even realize. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it, it, really is, it really is that way. Um, I, in, in my opinion, it's a very, very difficult world, and you really do have to have a very, very thick skin to even have a chance of surviving. Right, and, and it seems as though, I mean, you know, I read one of the things you said to one of these girls is they're, um, hey, Shakespeare in the Park, and they're looking to cast people like you, and it's unclear whether it was her voice, her talent, or her color, but I will tell you that my daughter was told by an agent People like you are going to have a very hard time finding a job right now. And I said, what do you mean people like you? And she said, white people. And we were like, okay. And we moved on with our lives. We moved on with mm -hmm. our lives. I mean, it is, it, reverse discrimination is happening right now. Discrimination or whatever happens because fat people, skinny people, white people, black people, it shouldn't be that way, but it is. Well, you know, I, again, I've worked in professional theater for 30 years, and colorblind casting was something that was happening 20 years ago. It didn't right. matter, you know, what if, if you were working in Shakespeare, it didn't matter what, what color you were or, or what your ethnic heritage or anything was. It, it had to do with, with your voice and your ability. Um, and uh, so I, I think we've been past this for years, and for some reason now it, it's come back to haunt us. I mm. mean, uh, again, this, this idea... Of, of racism and casting. Um, th this is a, I think, just look at the TV these days. It's, it's such a great time for people of color to be working in the theater. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, and, and we all celebrate that. I mean, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Um, so. And it's a, it's a great time for all people in, in any kind of entertainment because the access is everywhere. If you don't get access at the theater, you get access someplace else. I mean, you can do anything now with the internet uh, and and find your own way. And it's a remarkably free world that seemingly just wants to keep putting itself back into a bottle of of uh, of oppression uh, everywhere. But if you understand it, be free. Just do it. Yeah, and, and we still can't wrap our minds around what level of you know pandemic of. Uh, breakdown this this might have represented you know people just uh because you know a lot of these people are facing um a world where who knows what the direction of a theater will be and in film i mean what what i mean what will the access to work be and casting uh, but, in the future Steve, it's a very uncertain time that's yeah. the same thing that i go through that the same thing that you're going through and not just because of this incident but because Things are changing. I don't know if the campus is going to be like the campus is now in 10 years. Change is part of life. And if we expect our universities to be a bubble and protect them, I mean, the one thing it should be taught right now is the only thing consistent will be constant change. 
Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard, but if your school isn't preparing you for that, they're not preparing you for life. Am I wrong? You're 100% right. No, you're 100% right. And this is, you know, this situation is not unique to Coastal Carolina. It's uh, it's happening at universities. Uh, my attorney said we're seeing as many as six of these a day sometimes, you know, these types of things. Um, Steve, um, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that you feel like you, you might have to wear a, uh, a body cam. Uh, what a sad, sad statement that is. I, I would encourage you to have videotape on everything anyway. Um, but uh, it's sad that you have to be there. And I'm, I'm glad you went back. And I, and I hope that everybody gets along and you can uh, go back to some sort of normalcy uh, and do what you do best. Yeah. Well, the great thing is at universities, people graduate, so and we move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. So, uh, All right, Steve, thank you so much. Uh, he's a theater professor at Coastal Carolina University, reinstated now over uh, racism charges uh, in a ridiculous, ridiculous story. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't fire him because he voted for Trump, quite honestly. Oops, did I say that out loud? <laughs> they knew. Um, but uh, good for him. We'll watch the story closely. I'm a reasonable guy, but even I have my limits on certain things. I mean, I'm perfectly willing to eat healthy food, you know, um, as long as it doesn't taste like healthy food. And that is why I love Built Bars. They are healthy, but they don't taste healthy. They taste like really good candy bars. They're delicious. And I have standards to uphold. If you haven't tried Built Bars yet, you're really missing out. Made with 100% real chocolate, so they taste like a candy bar. But they're also high in protein and fiber, yet low in fat and carbs. Other protein bars, not so much. Built Bars, delicious. They taste like candy bars. So if you want to eat healthy while you're snacking this holiday season, I highly recommend Built Bars. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. It's Built.com. Promo code BEC15. Get 15% off your order right now at Built.com. The Glenn Beck Program. (laughs) Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Does anybody else have a problem with time like i feel like since covid started there's been one christmas yeah well there technically has been one so far but this will be the second one right i guess then wow <laughs> like one summer yeah, it just no, feels it like feel. it's it's like one year has passed yeah i was thinking about this donald trump mm-hmm. was president of the united states this year that like wait it doesn't feel possible january 6th was this this year was this year yeah i mean we're coming up to its year anniversary doesn't it seem like okay let me say these (laughs) let me say this name amy coney barrett how long ago was that just over a year ago it was october i think of 2020 2020 (laughs) <laughs> i mean th- just over a year ago that feels like a hundred years ago a hundred years ago like donald trump f- feels like he was president in like 2012 right he me. feels like, it, like it, feels, it feels like mitt romney time yeah you know his yeah. election in 2016 feels like 2012 yes so much has happened in the last year i i you know people 
I mean, just over the new year, I mean, people were still really inside and not doing much. And there was that worry about, about you're not really? allowed to, to meet. I mean, it's a little different in, in, in places in te- like Texas. In Texas, but- it's been normal for forever. For a long time. Uh, yeah, for a long I mean, time. We, I mean, we were in there for about three months and they were like, yeah, I think we had enough of this. I mean, really, it was six weeks of full sort of like most stuff was closed here yeah, in Texas. Right. And then they opened up the restaurants. I know I was there mm-hmm. May 1st, 2020. Right. And it all and, kind of made sense, didn't it? Yeah. And still does. And then we made we had a, a flare up uh, in the South. Uh-huh. over the summer uh-huh. and we had some restrictions kind of pop back on that you know we, we went i think at one point we went from 50 percent opening for restaurants to 75 and then back to 50 for a short time mm-hmm. and so it was we were still sort of dealing with that down here at that point after that flare-up though it's been pretty much normal you know i mean it's, it's, with the events at first were closed right but the first uh full capacity event was here in texas in april but that was april of this year that feels like forever ago to me you can't relate to this because you're not old enough but kavanaugh's hearing seems as far back almost oh as God. robert bork <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> you know it's weird yeah. it's just this thing that time has just i don't know what it is is it just because everything is happening so fast i think so and i think too we've spent a lot of time and i think this is very unhealthy for a society but we spent a lot of time thinking to ourselves we just got to get past x right? i haven't heard a single person say not this year not this year not this year uh, this is the first year you haven't seen i can't wait for 2021 to be over it's 2022 gonna be is going to be better yeah no one believes that anymore. yeah nobody. we all know it's getting worse stop yeah. you know it's like it's like matrix sequels we all know the next one's going to be worse why it are we getting excited like none of it really matters you're just kind of like going through the motions and you're like hey happy new year oh my god <laughs> but i think that we have spent so much time since particularly covid where you're just like okay if we can just get past this thing we can get past let's just get past you know the next thing and then there's the election we just got to get past that and then we just got to get past the you know all the crap going on and all of these gigantic news stories that have happened you know once the rittenhouse trial is over and if i could put you in if i could put you into a walt disney freezer Mm. under treasure island or wherever uh and then open it up in 10 years not far enough from the problems right (laughs) Right. Ten years you open up, they put you into frost and you're like, oh, crap. Put yeah. me back in. Yeah. Right. If I could open you at 2050, mm. now would it seem what your kids would still be alive? Oh, that would be cool. Would it be too freaky? Because things probably are going to be a lot different. Yeah. <laughs> I got It would be a lot different. A lot of changes. I'd like to check in, see how it's going. But uh, I don't know that I want to stay. Okay. That's why you need the, the you don't want the freezer, you want the time machine. So then you can go back to the times that you liked. That Yeah, but when you do that, you realize, wow, there's something faulty here. It's either with a machine or my memory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it wasn't so great back then. Well, Glenn, if we could just get past Omicron, then, <laughs> then everything is going to be fine. We'll be fine. Don't worry. It's just this last mutation. Just this is just it. Be, if we could just get past Armageddon, right? We will be fine. There's a giant asteroid currently ha- heading towards I'm the Earth. I'm rooting for the asteroid. <laughs> This is the Glenn Beck Program.